0: So this was the the sensation of the moment, and so people in not only in Hyderabad and Lucknow were following the story, but in Calcutta, which was then India's colonial capital, and in London were reading verbatim transcripts from what people said um, each day in the trial, um, and so that that spread the rumors and the testimony, whether true or false, about Ellen you know, all the way back to to London and all across India.
1: Hello, thank you for joining me on Humanities Radio. I'm Janet Cunningham with the University of Utah College of Humanities. And this season, I'm in discussion with professors from across our college about their book publications. I'm currently sitting here with Benjamin Cohen, professor of history, to discuss his book, An Appeal to the Ladies of Hyderabad, Scandal and Raj, which tells the dramatic story of an elite elite couple's fall from society in 19th century India that set the benchmark for Victorian scandals. Welcome, Professor Cohen. Thank you. So first, I want to say, as I'm reading this book, in my head, I'm picturing the Netflix series of this book because it has all the makings of... Uh, like a limited series drama.
0: Thanks. Okay. <laughs> I I agree. I hope that uh, maybe someone from Netflix is listening, or from Hollywood or Bollywood. Yeah, be lovely.
1: Because right. I mean, it has all the things. It has scandal. It has elites of society. It has lies and bombshells. And just anything that could make you just draw you into this series. I can just picture in my head every single series or every single episode just ending with this massive bombshell that we'll we'll talk about in this. So just as an introduction, I want to hear from you about what fascinated you enough about this scandal and this story that motivated you to write the book.
0: I think when... I first came across the story, it struck me as uh, a very human tale of love and also of the rise and fall of this couple in colonial India. Mm -hmm. And it was also a story that historians of India um, had ignored Mm -hmm. or had swept under the carpet. And so I wanted to bring back the story and the voices of Mehdi Hassan and Ellen Donnelly.
1: In when. When were you first introduced? When did you find out about this story about Mady and Ellen?
0: So I was a graduate student in history at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and my advisor was retiring while I was still at Madison. And he was cleaning out his office, and he gave me a bundle of Xeroxed pages. Mm -hmm. And he said, oh, you were working on Hyderabad. This might be interesting to you and i eventually read it and was introduced to the story of matey and ellen through that Mm -hmm. bundle those pages were the court transcript and so from that i worked backward to understand how we got to that court case Mm -hmm. and then forward after the court case to find out what befell matey and ellen
1: so give us just like a brief kind of overview and then we'll kind of get into these more specific questions. So just to, gen- to familiarize everyone with who Madi and Ellen are.
0: Yeah, so this is really a love story, and it's between a, a relatively um, poor North Indian Muslim man named Mady Hassan mm-hmm. and an Indian-born Christian woman of British heritage named Ellen Donnelly. And they met in North India, in the city of Lucknow, um, midway through the second part of the 19th century. Um, and they got married, and then they moved south to the city of Hyderabad, where Mehdi Hassan enjoyed a just skyrocketing mm-hmm. career. And they became quite the, the social couple circulating both within Indian and mm-hmm. British circles in Hyderabad they then went off to london and met the queen Mm -hmm. and when they got back um the people of hyderabad a few people Mm -hmm. um were fed up with matey hassan's success and Mm -hmm. wrote a very nasty short pamphlet um unable to say anything bad about matey hassan they went after Mm -hmm. ellen and said quite terrible things about her and then there was a court case and then that led to the, the last part of their lives.
1: So let's kind of start from the beginning. When Madie and Ellen got married, their marriage was seen as a bit controversial, right? Right. And so why was that?
0: Well, the for if Madie and Ellen were here, they would say that it was a love marriage and there was nothing controversial about it at mm-hmm. all. Um, at this time in India, you know, Interracial marriages were not uncommon, especially um, amongst sort of the lower uh, stratum of the class society, that is people who are not elites Mm -hmm. and neither Mady nor Ellen were elites.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, And so they got married and she converted from Christianity to Islam, which, Mm -hmm. again, was not that uncommon um, and proceeded to live as husband and wife for a few years in North India before their luck changed, and they moved to the south. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so, what? What? So, what motivated them to move from Lucknow to um, Hyderabad, Hyderabad? And how did this choice contribute to their future problems?
0: Yeah. So, at the time, we have to think of um, India. There are really two Indias okay. at this time in the the latter part of the nineteenth century. There is directly controlled India, which included Lucknow, and that is that the British were the, that part of India was directly administered by the British, and then about a third of the Indian subcontinent was indirectly controlled by the British, and this is where the native princes and chiefs mm. um, still held some degree of sovereignty over their their states. These were the princely states. Mm-hmm. Um, Hyderabad, where Madhi and Alan end up in the middle part of their lives, was India's largest princely state, 82,000 square miles, which is about the same size as France, and also wow. happens to be the same size as Utah. Wow! <laughs> um, so it's not a small place, uh-huh. and. Um, The prime minister of Hyderabad was on tour in North India and was recruiting young men who had been educated in British run schools Mm. to come to the south and to help him administer Hyderabad state. It was felt that those individuals with that British inflected education Mm. would be better bureaucrats. And so Mehdi Hassan was recruited Uh, to come to the South and he and Ellen um, got on a train and that's what they did.
1: And you said a a little bit earlier that he quickly rose through the ranks and they became part of this kind of elite society. So can you talk about his quick rise and how it may have like angered a few people?
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. He um, starts as a low-level bureaucrat. He becomes uh, like a local city judge and eventually Mm -hmm. works his way up to being chief justice, of Hyderabad's high court. And after that, um, goes even on to one administrative position higher. Um, and from everything that my research showed, he was a pretty upright and competent administrator Mm -hmm. and, uh, practitioner of the law. Um, and while he is coming up in Hyderabad circles, um, Ellen comes out of Perda. She had Mm -hmm. maintained the, muslim tradition in south asia of of staying Mm -hmm. in in purdah she comes out of purdah and she sort of wanders away from islam Mm -hmm. and um seems to have gone to church a few times and comes back into a western christian mode Mm -hmm. and so the two of them are this power couple you know he's a a young muslim man on the rise um and she's circulating now with the british women and british men Um, who are living in Hyderabad, who are part of the British presence in Hyderabad. Mm -hmm. And they cross-fertilize each other's social calendars. Mm -hmm. So because of his background and his position, they're invited to the Nizam of Hyderabad's palace and the prime minister's Mm -hmm. palace. And they're circulating on the one hand in that Indian milieu. And because of her British heritage and sort of wandering back to Christianity she and thus he are invited to the British residency, which mm-hmm. is where the, the local British official, the seat of power is, and they go to the club and they circulate in that, that circle um, and they, they rise up mm-hmm. the social ladder. And then when he, he's called to the bar in London, and so they go off to Europe, and it's when he gets back that the local Hydra bodies are frustrated with his success, mm-hmm. and so they circulate the pamphlet. Yes.
1: And so then in 1892, right, this um, seven page, eight page pamphlet gets distributed right. to kind of all the elites in society titled An Appeal to the Ladies of Hyderabad. And it's passed around. And so, to kind of, discuss everything that it details, which is a lot. Yeah. And kind of the chaos that it created for Mady and Ellen.
0: Yeah. So there's one copy of this pamphlet left in the whole world, and I was very wow. privileged to find it Oh my gosh! Um, on the last day of a research trip overseas. And wow. when I found it, I knew I could write the book because mm-hmm. this was the, the keystone for the whole story. So the pamphlet tells or makes about five accusations. First, it says that as a young woman, Ellen had been a prostitute mm-hmm. in Lucknow. Second... It says that Maidy and Ellen, or that she had been, after working as a sort of common prostitute, she had become a kept woman, sort of an advanced prostitute, Mm -hmm. and was kept by several local men in Lucknow. Um, Third, the pamphlet says that Maidy and Ellen, in fact, never got married. And in the court case, there was some controversy about who was actually at the wedding. Mm -hmm. Um, So that. The accusation there or the insinuation is that that this was a illegitimate couple and they mm-hmm. were passing themselves mm-hmm. off as respectable and as married. The fourth accusation is that once they got to Hyderabad, that Mehdi Hassan no less than pimped his wife to some of the local Hyderabad okay. officials. <laughs> Um, where she bestowed her services for them. And then the last accusation was that some of the local Hyderabad officials who had also come from North India knew about this, and they covered the mm. whole thing up. And mm. so there was a, a cover-up as well as accusations about what she had been and what she had done.
1: And so what through your research, what are the intentions of this author or authors of this pam- pamphlet? Was it just to take... The couple down?
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, they there is a strong sense in Hyderabad and in that region of India called the Deccan of being a local. Okay. And 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 being a local and being being part of that local community, that sense is really strong in Hyderabad in particular. And the locals were threatened and annoyed and irritated with this North Indian who was not a local um, and his, his, you know, white wife um, who showed up and then rose through the ranks and they wanted to bring him down. And since they couldn't find anything that he had done wrong, Mm -hmm. no bribery, no corruption, Um, seems to have been a a fairly competent, you know, administrator Mm -hmm. and judge and whatnot. Um, They went after Ellen and that was, that was what did them in.
1: (laughs) And so what do you know about the authors? Because they have some very specific detailed information that not a lot of people, I mean, either if it's a rumor, if it was true, not very many people are going to know. So what do you know about who authored the pamphlet?
0: Yeah, it was never clear throughout over a decade of research mm-hmm. if there was one or, in fact, multiple uh-huh. authors. And what I think happened is that a small group of people who knew Mady and Ellen from their luck nowadays got together in Hyderabad this time and and wrote up the pamphlet. And okay. different people probably contributed different ideas or bits of information whether true or not Mm -hmm. um, and they they stitched it together in a narrative and and that was the pamphlet
1: and so and so now matey is mad obviously and they can't figure out who has written this pamphlet so he goes to the the printer of the pamphlet and pursues legal action against him, right? And there, there's this huge drawn out, like what was it, nine months?
0: Yeah, it's over nine month trial. This
1: trial, and it is full of just bombshells and witness information. Um, so tell me kind of what were some of the key points and what were those most turbulent moments?
0: I think one of the, Witnesses uh, who came to Hyderabad and testified against Mady and Ellen was a man named James Lachlan. And Lachlan takes the stand and, in a bombshell moment, announces that he had, in fact, been married to Ellen. Mm-hmm. And um, when she was younger in their Lucknow days, and that which no one seemed to have known in Hyderabad. And not only had he been married to Ellen, but he broke off the marriage um, when he caught her in an incestuous act with <laughs> yeah. her father. And so, at that point, the marriage was dissolved. And I think that moment was one of the bombshells. Yeah. As I read through the court transcript, it was a it was an oh my gosh moment. Absolutely. Um, I think the second moment that that was more moving was at the very end of the witnesses after nine months um, Ellen herself takes the takes the stand Mm -hmm. and she of course denied all of the accusations and talked in um, really loving terms about her marriage Mm -hmm. to Mehdi Hassan and what that looked like Um, and so it was so gratifying to hear her voice Mm -hmm. in that court case and and you can imagine that when she entered the courtroom Everyone's yeah. head turned, and S- and there must have been yeah a lot of whispering and um, pointing, and mm-hmm. and then she takes the stand, and it, the 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 trial transcript, you really feel the moment mm-hmm. when that happened, and I think that was um, for me a really special part of that yeah. that document.
1: I mean, as you're reading through the trial, I mean, it is just all about her. And witness after witness just dragging her through the mud. Right. And nothing really about Mady.
0: Right, right. And this was all, this was for the purposes of the pamphlet, this was about her mm-hmm. as a way to get to him. And so you do have witnesses, not only James yeah. Lachlan, but other witnesses who testify to making love with her on mm-hmm. the roof in Lucknow right. and then exchanging money and gifts mm-hmm. for for that experience. And so...
1: Um yeah and and this is also being um recorded daily as in like printed in the news outlets daily on the updates of the trial, so everyone's following it
0: absolutely at this time, newspapers in India and courtrooms in India were open, and so this was the the sensation of the moment, mm-hmm. and so people in not only in Hyderabad and Lucknow were following the story, but in Calcutta, which was then india's Colonial capital and in London, mm-hmm. were reading verbatim transcripts from what people said um, each day yeah. in the trial, yeah. um, and so that that spread the rumors and the testimony, mm-hmm. whether true or false, about Ellen, you know, all the way back to to London mm-hmm. and all across India.
1: And so, what was the result of the trial?
0: Well, at the end, the judge after sitting for nine months and listening to everyone's testimony, basically said to Mehdi Hassan and the prosecution that they hadn't proved their point, and mm-hmm. he dismissed the case. Um, but as you pointed out, with the testimony being broadcast everywhere, mm-hmm. their reputations were ruined. Right. And so that that was the end of their—any hope for them for redemption in Hyderabad.
1: Right. And so— they move out of Hyderabad
0: right right within days of yeah. the trial ending they're they're back on a train heading north
1: and what what becomes of them
0: well Mahdi Hassan goes back they both go back to lucknow where their their lives as a couple had started and Mahdi Hassan practices law for a while and near the end of his life um, gets involved with the Indian National Congress mm-hmm. and the Congress party is a political party and a movement that eventually Mahatma Gandhi leads and okay. it's the party that that takes india to independence but Mehdi hassan earlier in his life was dead set against india's independence mm-hmm. and thought that the congress and the idea of getting rid of the british empire in india was a terrible idea mm-hmm. and so you see him change mm-hmm. over the course of his life to come around to being a, a tepid supporter of congress um he dies relatively young mm-hmm. and they had no children and so ellen is left alone in north india um she slides deeper and deeper into poverty mm-hmm. um i found letters from her where she's trying to sell her jewelry mm-hmm. um which is an indication of how bad things got right. She has sisters who are scattered around the globe, and she's trying to go and stay with them, but she's never able to. Mm-hmm. Um, and finally, she dies alone um, from the flu.
1: And it's so sad, but they, this couple who they kind of, in the beginning of their marriage is false and they're this and that, and they stay together this entire time.
0: Right. It It was interesting to me. Um, to think about that that either one of them could have walked out yeah. they could have said you know this is too much or if if maybe Hassan believed the accusations mm-hmm. um, or if Ellen thought that that Mady was the problem in the marriage or Mm -hmm. if there had been a problem they could have they could have walked away Mm -hmm. it would have been possible but they stuck it out Mm -hmm. Um, and to her dying day she signed her letters Mrs. Mady Hassan um, which I thought was was a remarkable testament to love which I think what this is this is really about
1: because I can't imagine (laughs) having to go through that trial and um, just sticking it out and staying together because I mean they faced so so much and they were like, you know, at the top of society for a while. Right. And then at the very, very bottom. Right. Um, so one question that just, I know you're a historian and it is based on fact, but I would love to know who do you think wrote the pamphlet?
0: I think it was uh, a man named Vasudeva Rao. Who was a local Hyderabadi who had mm-hmm. friends um, in the circles that were opposed to Mehdi Hassan. Okay. And I think he was the most likely mm-hmm. person to have written it. But I think it was co authored by him and some others. But there were some newspaper accounts after the trial was, was settled that pointed a finger pretty clearly at Vasudeva Rao. Mm-hmm.
1: So, with every podcast, I end with the same question. So it can be related to the conversation we just had. It can be unrelated. Um, What does this world know now because of your research that they didn't know before?
0: It's a great question, um, and I'm happy to take a stab at answering (laughs) it. I think at one level, you know, this was a story that had been either forgotten or intentionally hidden away um, by those who were involved or those who were affected by the, the story mm-hmm. of Mady and Ellen. And so it was, it was an opportunity for me as a scholar and as a historian um, to give them their voice back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I tried very hard to, to bring their voices through mm-hmm. the narrative and let them speak. Um, at the same time, it was also, as an academic, a contribution to you know scholarship on race in South Asia it's certainly a story of class and mm-hmm. that both Madie and Ellen started from very humble origins mm-hmm. and as you said went all the way up and then all the way back mm-hmm. down the arc of uh, financial success um, is a story in some ways much about gender and about what it mm-hmm. meant to be a woman, yeah. um, an Indian-born white woman mm-hmm. who was fluent in Urdu, mm-hmm. um, the the language of Lucknow and of Hyderabad, um, and the attack on her her position as a mm-hmm. woman and what that what that meant, and also his manliness was questioned. Mm-hmm. Um, there were there were a lot of questions about, you know, his virility and his manliness. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's an intervention in, in gender studies in some way. And then stepping back, their lives are set in colonial South Asia. Um, and which is a story about power. Mm -hmm. Um, and then at the end of the day, like at the beginning, this was a story about love. Mm -hmm. And so I think that, um, it's it's a love story that mm-hmm. that's worth was worth telling and
1: and I think we we were talking about this before we began recording and that this book it it's you're a historian and you're an academic but this book is really um, targeted towards anyone because it's uh, just a the story just goes on and on and on but like everyone can understand it I personally loved the book and I followed it word for word. And I would encourage anyone who's interested in this like scandalous love story to really pick up this book and learn about this because it it's also offers, like, at least when I was reading it, thinking about how would this scandal play out today? Yeah. What parts would happen? What would not be allowed? What would I be reading about on Twitter or X, as it's <laughs> called?
0: Yeah. Thank you for that. I I very much wrote the book for a popular audience. I had... Enjoyed a lot, you know, success as an academic historian. But this story and the the story of Madie and Ellen seemed too good to Mm -hmm. bog down, (laughs) if you will, with academic jargon Mm -hmm. and heavy theory. And I I published bits of the story and and other things elsewhere. Mm -hmm. But when I sat down to write, I I envisioned my ideal reader and that was not a fellow professional historian or Mm -hmm. a university professor. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a much bigger public that Mm -hmm. I was targeting. And so if it made sense to you and anyone else who read it, then I'm really happy.
1: And it does, you know, it obviously feels very research have, uh, you know, academic because there's a lot of like transcripts from the pamphlet, from letters and from the court trial. And so I think that's one of the things that makes it so interesting. Is this is actual fact, but it's put in a story that is just so interesting and engaging that I think anyone can really enjoy.
0: Yeah, thank you. I I traveled the world to do the research for this book uh-huh. and holding the the letters from Ellen <laughs> in my amazing. hand um you know, written in sort of a shaky black uh-huh. fountain pen ink on light blue Um, heavy stationary um, was really one of the highlights of my my professional research career and so I feel really honored and privileged to have had the chance to find the story Mm -hmm. um, courtesy of my advisor and then have the the opportunity to tell it and share it with with the bigger public.
1: That was Benjamin Cohen, professor of history. For more information about the University of Utah College of Humanities, please visit humanities.utah.edu, and don't forget to subscribe to Humanities Radio.